Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Here's the podcast for The Jeremiah Johnston Show. And don't forget, you can also listen live across the Faith Radio Network Saturdays at 11 a.m. Central or 12 Eastern for the entire hour. And if you want your question read on the live show, go ahead and send it to me at www.askjjj.com. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Jeremiah Johnston Show, combining cutting-edge biblical scholarship with meaningful, thought-provoking discussions and practical answers to your questions. It's time to own your faith and be a Christian thinker with our host, author, Bible scholar, apologist, and president of the Christian Thinker Society, Dr. Jeremiah Johnston. This is the Jeremiah Johnston Show, where we expose you, the listener, to the brightest minds in the Christian world. Uh, The emphasis of this program and the mission of my life is to help Christians answer the most difficult questions that they face in their Christian life. Because guess what? Just because we begin following Jesus, just because I become a Christian, it doesn't mean that the questions stop. Certainly they change. In my book, Unanswered, Lasting Truth for Trending Questions, where I seek to answer uh, the most important questions that I've been asked, culling out the top most frequently asked out of 10,000, I'll never forget what my dear friend now of almost 20 years, Lee Strobel, wrote in the foreword to that book, Unanswered. He said his path to atheism was paved with unanswered questions. came from a great family, but it was one of these families, Don't Ask, Just Believe. And you yourself, as you listen to this program, the Jeremiah Johnston Show, you might have been raised in that faith tradition where it's almost like you feel like you're sinning to even have a question, to even wonder, to grapple with those doubts. But I'm here to tell you as a Bible scholar and hopefully as your friend that it's not a sin to question your faith. And as I've said on other programs, God is a big boy. He can take our toughest questions. He can take those difficult hot potato topics, and he can help us find truth and find answers. After all, oftentimes we find ourselves like the father in Mark chapter nine. I think it's one of the most powerful passages in the New Testament because this is the only scene in the gospels where the disciples are actually unable to cast out a demon. And the father is exacerbated and he looks at Jesus and he says, if you can do anything, will you do it? And Jesus, I love how he responds. It's right out of verse 22 to 24 in Mark 9. He says, if I can, if I can. And the dad replies, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And you know what? This program is for those of you who are in that tension. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. I'm going to help you answer those challenging questions. And so I want to hear from you. Send me your questions at askjjj.com. You can phone in or call with those questions at 877-933-2484. And today we have an incredible broadcast. Just get ready. I'm going to expose you to a friend, a mentor, one of the most important Bible teachers alive today. On the other side of this break, he's going to be joining us all the way from Moscow, Russia. Of course, I'm talking about Pastor Rick Renner, who has a church of thousands right near Red Square. He's from the United States, and he's going to give us his perspective. So, friends, you're listening to The Jeremiah Johnston Show 
Uh, buckle your seatbelts. This is going to be an exciting conversation with my friend Rick Renner coming up. Back to the broadcast. This is your host, Jeremiah and friends. I have joining us today, all the way from Moscow, Russia, a hero of, of the faith, certainly, of thousands of Christians around the world. It's truly a modern-day Book of Acts story. Uh, Rick Renner is a highly respected international Bible teacher, leader throughout the church, not only in Europe, but now in Russia, in the United States, North America, and around the world. You've probably read or listened either to a Rick Renner book. He's had millions of copies sold of his book, Sparkling Gems from the Greek, both, both one and two, Dressed to Kill. I myself endorsed his incredible book that I just reread again on a little holiday called Life in the Combat Zone. How to Survive, Thrive, and Overcome in the Midst of Difficult Situations. Uh, But what's been amazing is Pastor Renner and his wife, Denise, are anointed vessels of God. We're going to hear their story because he is the senior pastor of the Moscow, that's Moscow, Russia, not Moscow, Idaho, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Moscow Good News Church. And he's also the founder of International Television Broadcast and Network uh, that is broadcasting throughout the former USSR. Uh, he's also founder and president of Rick Renner Ministries, and I want to encourage you right now to connect with him on Instagram and Facebook. That's at Rick Renner, and Twitter, it's at Rick, or excuse me, at Renner Rick on Twitter. Pastor Renner, thank you so much for joining us on the Jeremiah Johnston Show today on Faith Radio Network. It is so good to be with you, Jeremiah. Pastor Renner, take us back to the to your story, because uh, we have a lot of people from across the denominational spectrum who are listening to you right now across the Faith Radio Network, and I want them to be acquainted with your story, because we see you now. Uh, but take us back to when it all began. What was it that gave you this bur- burden and then this inertia from the Lord to literally move your family uh, ultimately to Russia. I know you had a few stops before then. What happened, and how did the Lord move in your heart? Well, God called us into the Bible teaching ministry and was really blessing our work. My books were selling just about quicker than we could print them. I was literally conducting about 450 speaking engagements a year. Now, mathematically, that seems impossible, so you know I was doing multiple times every day. Things were just great. And the Soviet Union was really a territory that was hungry for the gospel. And somebody invited me to go on a mission trip to the Soviet Union, which I did not want to do. I was not interested in mission activity. I really had my heart in America. But that person kind of twisted my arm, and I said, okay, I'll go. And I went. And Jeremiah, when I stood in front of that college group for the very first time, a Bible, a Bible group, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, welcome to your new home. Wow. And that's how I was called the Soviet Union. It was wow. quite a shock, but it was a very clear call of God. And tell us about, I, I've heard you speak before and share, I mean, you picked up a Russian Bible. Talk about some of those similarities, and then take us through some of the human elements. I mean, all of a sudden, you're literally going to move from the United States to Eastern Europe and ultimately Russia. What, to, what, how did that happen? Well, the whole event started at a seminar that I was conducting in Florida. It was a mission school, 
and there were all kinds of people there from around the world. And before I got up to speak, I looked to my left, and on the pew next to me was a Bible. I picked it up just to flip through the pages and see who it belonged to, and I saw that it was a Russian Bible. Well, I had never looked at the Russian language, but I read the Greek New Testament. I didn't realize how similar Greek and Russian was, and I could phonetically read that Bible. I couldn't understand what I was reading, but I knew that phonetically I was reading it pretty accurately. So I grabbed that Bible, took it home, and stayed awake most of that night, amazed that I could immediately phonetically read the Russian language. And by the next morning, God had put a hook in my heart, and I knew that for some reason that I did not understand, I was supposed to learn the Russian language. That's really what started the whole thing. And out of that meeting, I was invited to speak in this Bible school in the Soviet Union. And you know, Jeremiah, when God spoke to me and said, welcome to your new home, I knew it was the very clear call of God. But how in the world was I going to tell my wife? Here she was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, with our three sons. Living in the Soviet Union was not her dream or mine. And I thought, (laughs) how am I going to tell her? Finally, I broke the news. And I'll never forget what she said. She has such a heart to follow God. She said, well, I'm not excited right now, but I'll be very excited when we get on the plane and we start the journey. Mm. And Jeremiah, it started the most wonderful time of our life. We're so glad we moved to Russia. Mm. Friends, if you're just joining us on Faith Radio Network, my guest is international Bible teacher and pastor Rick Renner. Uh, Pastor Renner, so how old were your sons when you and Denise moved from Tulsa to, to Eastern Europe? I believe Joel was two. Philip was six, and Paul was eight. And Joel had his third birthday the first week when we arrived in the Soviet Union. And Jeremiah, when we arrived, it was the worst moment to come. I mean the worst moment. There was a depletion of everything, a deficit of everything. You couldn't find toilet paper. You couldn't find light bulbs. Because there were no light bulbs, people had already bought all the candles. There was no gas for the car. And just naturally speaking, it was the worst time to make the move. But our family made the decision that it would become a daily adventure. And rather than talk about how hard life was, we decided to turn every day into a scavenger hunt. And our boys just loved it from the very first day. And I think it's so important what parents convey to their children. If we had said to our kids, this is so hard, our kids would have thought that it was hard. But instead, we made the decision that it was going to be fun, and it was going to be an adventure, and that's what it became. It became a faith adventure, and it's been an adventure ever since. Pastor Renner, we only have about two minutes until our break, but can you just talk for a moment about your and Denise's marriage? Because I really believe ministry flows out of what we live at home, and what's kept you and Denise so close to where God has used you now all over the world? I mean, what's the secret? Well, we grew up Southern Baptists. And we were really established in the Bible. From the very youngest days, we were both taught to love the Lord with all of our heart and all of our soul. And we've served him. And we've always aimed to make Jesus the very center of our relationship. And when Jesus is in the center of your marriage, even if you go through difficult times, you go through those difficult times. And Denise and I have really worked hard to make sure that Jesus remains in the very center all these years later. We're still working on that. Jesus has to be the center of a marriage for it to be successful. Mm, So powerful. Friends, when we come back on the other side of this break, I'm going to be asking Pastor Rick Renner 
to give us an update about what's really happening in Russia. Uh, can you be a Christian and live in Russia? Are Christians really being persecuted? How in the world has he built such a massive church and television ministry in Russia with everything we hear from the media? Uh, you're listening to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. In 90 seconds, Pastor Rick Renner is going to give us an update on what the church is doing in Russia. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Johnston Show, and this is the program that doesn't tell you what to think, but we inspire you to think with a biblical world and life view, to love God indeed with all of your heart, soul, and mind. According to Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. Jesus responded to that question of what is the most important commandment. Don't forget, he had over 600 Old Testament commands to choose from. Jesus quotes the Shema and says, love God with your heart, soul, and mind. And the great thing about this broadcast is we expose you to the world's greatest Christian thinkers. And on the line with me, all the way from Moscow, Russia, is one of the brightest thinkers in the church today, Pastor Rick Renner. Uh, Pastor Renner, where we left you before the break, uh, you brought your family to the former Soviet Union, Paul, Philip, and Joel, all under the age of eight in January of 1991. Set the context for us, because you had the faith to not just build a local church ministry, but to harness the power of media, but nobody was doing it. So how did you do it? Well, first of all, you know, people always ask the question, how did you feel you sacrificed so much to move to the Soviet Union? Jeremiah, we have never felt we sacrificed a thing. It's true, we don't see our family very often. We've lived away from America, but we have also moved into the book of Acts. And for all of these years, we have seen the Word of God, evangelism, churches birthed. We've seen signs and wonders. We've seen the lame walk. I have even seen the dead raised. So we don't feel we've ever lost anything. When you're in the will of God, you never lose. You always do well. You flourish if you're where God wants you to be. And when we began preaching, doors just began opening. And one day I was preaching in a meeting, which was later broadcast on television. We didn't know it was going to be broadcast. But Denise and I were watching that program, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me during that broadcast and said, I want you to take Sunday school to the entire Soviet Union. Well, how do you do that? The answer was television. So even though there had never been a television network, a Christian network, I understood that was my instruction. I was to begin one. And so I began traveling the length and breadth of the whole Soviet Union, which is 11 time zones, negotiating with communist leaders to buy time on television stations. And we launched the first TV network in the history of the Soviet Union. And we've been broadcasting nearly three decades. It's just been wonderful. And tell us about just, I've heard you and your sons discuss the fact that the response was overwhelming. And, you know, in my book, Unimaginable, 
Uh, I talk about what happens in the vacuum that atheism created and what the legacy of that is. And it's fascinating to me when you look at these countries that were staunchly atheistic, staunchly communist, there is a great revival and hunger for Jesus Christ that has broken out in these countries. Was that your experience? What was the reaction when you launched on television and people began hearing the truth for the very first time? Well, we were totally unprepared for what happened because just in a very brief period of time, I was inundated with 800,000 letters. That's a lot of mail. <laughs> and we were not prepared to deal with all that mail, so we had a lot of catch-up to do. But, you know, you can try to kill the gospel. You can try to shut down the church. But you cannot get rid of that ache in the human heart. The heart mm. longs for God, and the heart knows there's more. And when we began broadcasting, it was the secret subject. For 70 years, people had not been allowed to publicly talk about God. And suddenly, someone was on television freely, openly discussing this secret subject. And what made it even more tantalizing was that person was an American. What in the world was an American doing on Soviet television? <laughs> Jeremiah, it's all miraculous. There I was, an American of all things, speaking the word of God, and this was such an enigma that people just tuned in to see what in the world was this man talking about, and I gave them the truth. And Amazing. people began to respond by literally the hundreds of thousands. Friends, if you're just joining us, my guest today on the Jeremiah Johnson Show is Pastor Rick Renner, international Bible teacher, one of the finest Christian thinkers uh, that we have in the church today. Pastor, senior pastor of the Moscow Good News Church. He's also the founder of Rick Renner Ministries and a host of a television program now that's seen around the world in many different languages. Uh, so, Pastor Renner, talk to us to, about today. You you have a very unique perspective, and I want to just encourage our audience again. We do not allow the media media to educate us, praise God. We don't allow social media to educate us. When we love Jesus with all our heart, mind, and soul, we love God through a biblical world and life view. We allow the Word of God to educate us and the Holy Spirit, and we allow us, that allows us to have discernment with what we hear. And I was reading Twitter the other day, Pastor Renner, and I saw a noted Christian leader talk about the fact that you basically can't be a Christian in Russia today. You'll be persecuted. You'll be assaulted. Uh, and it just it didn't set well with me because I've been I've personally benefited from your ministry, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Uh, what what is it like ministering in Moscow? Uh, what's it like having the KGB around you? Can you just give us uh, what what's really going on from a leader on the ground in Moscow, Russia? First of all, these people who say that you can't minister in Russia or be a Christian, it's just absurdity. Things are fine in Russia. In fact, I think things are getting better and better. I live here. This is not what I read about in social media. This is my life. I pastor a very large church. We have no resistance whatsoever. The KGB attends my church, and that's fine. They need a pastor. They need to go to church. If somebody in the FBI went to church, we would say that's good. If somebody from the CIA went to church, we would say that's good that they're going to church. People from the KGB need to go to church. And so they're in our church. They kiss me. They call me pastor. They love the Bible. Doesn't mean that everything's always great, but things generally are really improving in Russia. And to be honest, Jeremiah, we've had no problem whatsoever with the government ever in all the years that we have been here. Things are good in Russia today. There's a lot of fake news that people listen to that does not match reality. Mm. 
And I think that you've done a wonderful job doing what Paul says we should all do, at literally add co- cosmetics to the gospel, just as we put on cologne and take showers and we make our appearance presentable. Uh, we do the same with the gospel. Thank you, Pastor Renner, for how you've represented the Christian movement in Russia uh, to those uh, all over the government and to those throughout those 11 time zones. Um, can you just talk for a moment, though, about the Russian pedigree, the Russian DNA. I've heard you say that they make the greatest Christians, and I don't want to put words in your mouth because they have this mentality of world domination. Can you just discuss that a little bit more and how that factors now into the explosion of the church in Russia? Well, there are several elements that really make it enjoyable to be a Christian leader in Russia. First of all, Russian people generally have an amazing respect for authority. So pastors in Russia rarely have a problem with disrespect or rebellion to authority. They're just the easiest people to lead because they really respect authority, which is why they like the current president of Russia. They respect him because he's strong. So that's a very healthy thing to have in the country and also to have in the church. For example, a lot of the disrespect that you see in the Western media toward authority, you would never see that in Russia, not just because it's prohibited, because the Russian people would never approve of that. They think it's disrespectful and it's dishonorable. Love authority and they respect it. Second, the faith 1,000 years ago in the year 988. Now, we wouldn't call it a born-again nation, but when orthodoxy came to Russia, it brought a kind of faith to Russia. So the Russian people at their very core are God-fearing people. Well, when you put that together with a healthy dose of respect for authority, it just creates a wonderful environment to build a church. And uh, I love my church. We started our church right on the edge of Red Square in the Hotel Russia, which no longer exists, but it was literally born by the power of the Holy Spirit on the edge of Red Square. And now for all of these years, I've been pastoring this church, and we have literally seen thousands of people saved. Our church runs several thousand people every week. No one has a problem. They come. And by the way, when they come, they come with all of their heart. You will rarely ever hear a Russian say, back in such and such, they got saved. They don't use that terminology. Russians always talk about when they repented. They came to the Lord radically. It wasn't getting saved. It was a moment of repentance, a radical turning. And when they come to the Lord, they really come to the Lord with all their might. And it's just a, a pleasure to serve. Friends, if you're just joining us on Faith Radio Network, this is Jeremiah Johnston. I'm discussing uh, what's happening uh, with the church in Russia uh, with Pastor Rick Renner, who has the Moscow Good News Church, who is a celebrated international Bible teacher and Christian leader. My favorite Bible teacher today is Pastor Rick Renner. It's such an honor to have him. We've got to take a break, but on the other side of this break, I'm going to be discussing biblical illiteracy and what we can do about it with Pastor Renner, a man uh, who is using the Word of God powerfully around the world in multiple multiple different languages stay with us you're listening to the jeremiah johnston show don't change that dial we'll be back in just a moment
friends, welcome back to the program. This is Jeremiah, and I'm talking with Pastor Rick Renner, highly respected international Bible teacher. I want you to go to his website right now. That's renner.org. We've been having the most fascinating conversation. I know the Holy Spirit is speaking to many, if not hopefully everyone right now, to pray for Rick and Denise Renner, to pray for this ministry. I love their motto, Teaching You Can Trust. Friends, Rick Renner is the Bible teacher my wife and I go to for our own personal devotional walk with Christ. Uh, we do we work through his books, which we're going to be discussing in this segment, Sparkling Gems. They're a great encouragement to us. Go ahead and follow him on Instagram and Facebook, at Rick Renner, and then on Twitter is at Renner Rick. You'll want to connect with this great ministry. Uh, Pastor Renner, thanks again for being on the line with us from Moscow, Russia. Uh, a, a noted Bible teacher, Andy Stanley, uh, has said recently that the Old Testament is irrelevant and should be unhitched from the New Testament. What do you think about this kind of Bible uh, teaching, if you can call it that? Well, I think that it is reprehensible, to be honest. Uh, I don't know how anybody can come to that conclusion. I, res- I mean, I respect all his years and his investment, but that was a completely irresponsible statement. The New Testament is filled with the Old Testament. You cannot disconnect the two. If we begin to remove the authority of Scripture, we have removed everything. The Bible clearly tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2, we are to preach the Word. Every New Testament leader understood that meant the Old Testament and the teachings of the New Testament. That's the attempt of the devil to remove the Word, because where the Word has been removed— the activity of the Holy Spirit is also removed. The two of these go together. And the devil doesn't want the Holy Spirit moving in the church. So he knows if he can shut down the word, if he can eliminate the word, then he will also eliminate the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. It's very sad what's taking place. And friends, I would just agree completely with Pastor Renner and just remind everyone listening to us, Jesus had a Bible that he ministered from when he walked the earth. That would be in the 80-20s of his ministry. He often used this Bible when he preached. Uh, I think of his programmatic sermon in Luke chapter 4 where he stands in his own synagogue and he picks up the scroll of Isaiah. Friends, that is the Old Testament. He quotes Isaiah 61, 1 and 2 and says, Today this is fulfilled in your midst. And even though this is the, literally the assembly, the, the, the church he grew up in, if you will, uh, those that knew him his whole life wanted to kill him after that message. So Jesus frequently used the Old Testament. We cannot unhitch the Old Testament from the New. Certainly there are differences in ceremonial law versus some of the moral laws, etc. cetera. The, uh, the sacrificial system came to an end in AD 70, as we all well know. But you simply cannot understand the Jesus of the New Testament without understanding the Old Testament, all the messianic prophecies, etc. Thank you for that very clear answer, which causes me to ask you, Pastor Renner, You know, in America today, we have the most educated Christians of all time in our churches, praise the Lord, and yet they are the most biblically illiterate. What do you think, why is there so much biblical illiteracy today in our world, especially in the United States? Well, I'm going to tell you my view. I don't know whether you'll agree with it or not, but I believe, and I'm I'm not trying to be negative about pastors, but I believe that pastors are going to be held responsible for God for not teaching the Bible. We're living in a generation when younger people are illiterate about the Bible. 
younger people are going a different direction. And the older generation, my age, is kind of caving to the younger generation. They don't want to lose them, so they're bending. They're beginning to replace what they believe and their practices to adapt to a younger generation who doesn't understand what to believe. And it is just a tragic mistake that is taking place. It's tragic. And what is really tragic is not the younger generation right now, but it's the children of that generation. What in the world is the next generation going to believe? We're not giving them anything foundational to build their life on. It's tragic what is taking place, Jeremiah. You know that. And uh, as men in the pulpit, we have a responsibility to return to the Bible. There is nothing to apologize about for presenting the truth of the Bible. The Bible is God's sword. The Bible is what slices open the human heart. It brings conviction. It brings encouragement. It brings everything we need. In fact, we're told in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 17 that it's the Bible that equips us for life. It mm. will equip us. Why in the world is leadership turning to other things when the Bible truly is the answer for the human need? And it really is the answer. Pastor Renner, I completely agree with that answer. And I would just add to all the pastors who are listening to us, uh, both on the live broadcast here on Faith Radio Network and the hundreds who listen to the podcast. Friends, we're living in the golden age of Christianity. And pastors, we are going to be held. Remember what James 3 said, not many of you should be presumed to be teachers, my brother, will be judged to a higher standard, and we should be. But unlike any other religion in the world, Christianity says that you can test our belief system against history. If the things really occurred that we read about in the New Testament, there should be fallout all over the Mediterranean Roman world. And so thanks to biblical archaeology, thanks to all of the extra biblical confirmations of New Testament history, you have a wealth at your fingerprints, at fingertips to teach from. So please use the Bible. And Pastor Renner, that's why I think you've been so effective, which leads me right into my next question. You've done something that is so unique. It's so simple. It's utterly profound, by the way, because you're right. It's just not happening today. You've written a book, and I want to encourage everyone to buy this book. There's actually two volumes. It's called Sparkling Gems from the Greek, where you literally go day by day, uh, 365 days a year. There's one for each day in the year. Uh, where you take a text of the New Testament, you explain it from the Greek in its context, and you talk about the powerful, timeless principles therein. So, Pastor Renner, with your permission, and thank you so much for your generosity joining us today all the way from Moscow, would you give us a sparkling gem from the Greek to just bless our hearts right now? I sure will. Second Timothy 3.16, all scriptures given by inspiration of God. What in the world does that mean, inspiration? Of course, in Greek, it's the word theopneustos. Pneustos is from the word pneuma, which can be translated inspiration or spirit, but it had three primary meanings at the time that the Apostle Paul used that word. The word pneuma is the Greek word for perfume. The word pneuma was also the Greek word used to describe music, which was produced by a flute. The word pneuma was also used to describe creative power. All three of those concepts are in that word, God breathes, which means in the scripture, God releases his pneuma. The perfume of heaven is in the Bible. If you like the smell in your house, open your Bible. Begin to release the Bible. It will change the aroma in your house. 
If you don't like the atmosphere of your house, open the Bible, because the Bible will release sounds of heaven into your environment. If you feel you've become a little slow and sluggish, open your Bible, because the Bible contains the penuma of God, the creative power of God. Jeremiah, I'm committed to the teaching of the Bible. And when we open the Bible, it releases the power of God, the music of heaven, the perfume of heaven right into our environments. All of that is in that phrase, Theopneustos, God breathed. In Second Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16, I think that's amazing. Well, it is, Pastor Renner, and we've got to take a break. But, friends, I just want to encourage you again. Go to Renner.org right now. Click the bookstore. Buy Sparkling Gems from the Greek Volumes 1 and 2. Do it as a family. Carry it with you. It will just reanimate the Word of God to you. Uh, the Bible is not boring to read. I don't like it when people say that, oh, the Bible's boring. No, you're just not reading it correctly. You're not reading it in context. And so, friends, uh, again, avail yourself of these resources. We have so many great resources from Rick Renner Ministries. You're listening to the Jeremiah Johnston Show. When we come back on the other side of the break, I'm going to ask a few final questions to Pastor Renner. Among those is we ask all of our guests to come on the Jeremiah Johnston Show. What's the personal unanswered question that they've struggled with in their Christian life? We're going to hear Pastor Renner's answer on the other side of this break. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Faith Radio Network. This is the Jeremiah Johnston Show. I have joining us for our final segment today, Pastor Rick Renner. What a broadcast uh, this has been. And this is one you're going to want to listen to again. So let me just remind you to subscribe to the podcast for the show. Uh, That way it's in your phone. You can download it. This broadcast will also be archived. We'll create a blog. Share this on your social media platforms. Thanks so much for all the engagement, by the way, that we're having with this broadcast. Uh, It's just great to have you along for the show today. Uh, we've been discussing sparkling gems in the Greek, and Pastor, um, it's interesting. Uh, it depends what day of the week it is when people ask me what my favorite passage is in the New Testament. Uh, but I've been landing on lately Jude 3, epigonizomai. I just think that this is a fascinating Greek word. Um, can you just talk about Jude, the context of it, and why that's such a fascinating phrase? Uh, we have too many Christians on the retreat. We need Christians uh, on the offensive. So take it from there if you would. Well, in Jude chapter 3, Jude was talking about contending for the faith. And the Greek word is agonizomai, very interesting word, because that word agonizomai describes two wrestlers that are really slugging it out. They're wrestling on the mat. The word ep means over. When you put the two words together, it means to wrestle over or to contend for. It seems that Jude had read Peter's epistle. And in Peter's epistle, Peter talked about false teachers and false doctrine. And Jude was so stirred by what he read that rather than write an epistle about salvation, which he had intended to do, he said, you know, I had intended to write about the common salvation. But in light of what I've just read, I feel to say we need to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. And Jeremiah, here we are again. Things are the very same today at the end of the age as they were in the beginning of the age. 
the faith is under assault. Mm. And we have a responsibility to earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints. When that verse says once delivered, the Greek word really means once and for all. God gave it to us, pure revelation. That revelation has never changed, never been altered. And we have a responsibility to maintain the purity of the faith. And we're still agonizing for that today. That's what Jude was talking about in verse 3. Mm, so powerful. In other words, uh, Christianity is not something that we do uh, for a couple hours a week, is it? It's something that uh, is holistic. It energizes and impacts and influences every aspect of our life and our community. And that's what we've certainly seen in Pastor Renner's ministry. Uh, Pastor, I want to ask you another question, if I may. I'm often asked about the Greek Orthodox Church, the Russian Orthodox Church. Um, what is your What is your personal um, thoughts re- relating to Christian Christianity's history. Um, you've mentioned it's been there for over a thousand years. Um, what do you see? How do you respond to those that say, you know, they're the only true church? I get that question a lot. Well, I don't believe there is an only true church. Uh, mm-hmm. The Orthodox Church definitely has a very long history, and I believe the history is very to be respected. Uh, I personally have a very good relationship with people in the Orthodox Church. We don't see eye-to-eye doctrinal on everything, but I have great respect for them. I have great respect for their liturgy and great respect for their reverence for God. And it's good to get along with everybody. Absolutely. And, friends, I would just, again, remind you when we talk about the fact that we have 5,800 fragments of the Greek New Testament, uh, the great majority of those are protected by the Greek Orthodox Church. There's over 1,000 fragments alone on Mount Athos um, on a peninsula. So, Praise God for how that church has protected us. But again, Pastor Renner said something profound. There is no, there's not only one true church, friends. Uh, so always protect your life, protect your faith, um, and make sure it always is verified with the Word of God. Um, Pastor Renner, uh, well, give us another sparkling. Uh, one, uh, we have time for one more. Can you give us one more sparkling gem from the Greek? Well, I'll give you the one that I really love, which is from Philippians 1, verse 19. The Apostle Paul was in prison. And naturally speaking, he was out of steam. He had come to the end of himself. But he wrote to the Philippians, and he said in verse 19, I know this will turn to my salvation. He's talking about his imprisonment. The word salvation in that case really means it's going to result in my deliverance, or this prison is not my end. I'm going to get out of here. This is going to result in my deliverance. And then he says, why? Because of your prayers and because of the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Well, when you read that in King James, it's kind of strange. The supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. What in the world does that mean? When you read it in Greek, it even seems a little stranger. It's the Greek word epikoregias. The word epi means on behalf of. The word koregias is the Greek word for a choir or a choreography. So if you were going to literally translate it, Paul says, I know this will result in my deliverance. Because of your prayers, now here's what the Greek literally means, and because of the gift given on behalf of the choir of Jesus Christ. What in the world does that mean? So you have to go back in time and look where the word comes from. And in classical Greece, there was a huge choral presentation, a big dramatic show that was about to go on the road. They had trained, they had prepared, they had put all of their talent into this production, and they ran out of money. And because they ran out of money, the show was over. It looked like everything was finished. A wealthy benefactor heard about it. And when he heard about their investment, their talent, their time, their effort, and how now they had run out of funds, 
he came forward, and here comes the Greek word, epikoregios. He gave a massive contribution on behalf of that choir. The contribution was so huge, it empowered them to continue performing. That's the word which Paul uses in Philippians 1.19, which means Paul was really saying, I know I'm going to get out of this prison because of your prayers, and my show is not finished, because Jesus Christ is making for me a massive contribution of the Spirit, which is going to empower me to continue performing. And that's what Jesus will do for any heart that is open. Jesus is our benefactor, and he will make a wonderful supply of the Spirit, a contribution of the Spirit to anybody who has a heart to receive it. And that contribution will empower them to perform. Isn't that magnificent? Praise God. Friends, you're seeing right now why Audrey and I go to Rick Renner first uh, for quality Bible teaching that you can trust. And uh, I, I have time. Uh, we could just keep talking, and I'm just marveling at how quickly the time's gone, Pastor Renner. I'm talking to Pastor Rick Renner, if you're just joining us, all the way from Moscow, Russia. He's pastor of the Moscow Good News Church, international Bible teacher. Uh, pastor Renner, um, I ask all of our guests who come on the Jeremiah Johnston Show uh, if they have had a personal unanswered question that perhaps they have struggled through. I've shared on this broadcast, Audrey and I had an unanswered question for God. We we couldn't get pregnant for over five years. We struggled with infertility. <laughs> I always joke with people, be careful what you pray for now, uh, that we have five kids, including uh, three triplet uh, two-year-olds. <laughs> uh, but that was a question that we struggled with. Uh, we have just a final uh, minute or two here. Uh, do you have a question that you have struggled with in your faith journey? Well, I'm going to answer you truthfully because I was answered this question two days ago. I'm writing a new book called The Will of God, Your Key to Success. And my editor said to me, what question do you have to ask God that's never been answered? The same question. And Jeremiah, I don't know one. I have never felt like I really even had a right to ask God a question. He's Mm. so clear in his word. And when God asks me to do something, I'm his servant. It's not my job to say why or when or how. I just see that my job is to say, yes, sir. And I've lived my life to the best of my ability saying yes, not saying why. Why usually does not help. It doesn't change anything. But when we say yes and we get in line, things usually become pretty clear. And the things that we need to know, eventually we see more clearly as time passes. So I really don't ask the question why very often. In fact, I really can't remember that I've ever asked it. I'm just working real hard to say yes. Friends, uh, so moving to listen to Pastor Renner. Um, I've never, I've, I've asked many people that question, Pastor Renner, and I think that's the most profound answer I've received. So thank you for that. Um, I think we need to say a yes a whole, whole lot more than we say why. And uh, what a powerful response. Pastor Rick Renner, thank you so much for joining us on the radio program today. Um, I personally love your ministry. Friends, I want to encourage you to support him financially, support what God is doing around the world. Uh, Definitely connect with them on social media, and you can listen to these fine teachings on his YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Pastor Renner, what a joy to speak with you today. God bless you in Moscow. God bless Denise. God bless your family, and I hope we can talk again in the future. Thank you, Jeremiah. I'm a real fan of yours, so thank you for having me. God bless you, brother. Friends, I'll be back in a moment with some final thoughts from today's show.
And welcome back to all of you listening across Faith Radio Network. This is your host, Jeremiah Johnston. What a powerful discussion we've just enjoyed, benefit from, been spiritually and intellectually challenged through hearing from Pastor Rick Renner all the way from Moscow, Russia. And I want to welcome all of you also listening across the podcast. Thank you so much for your emails, your tweets, your Facebook messages, your Instagram DMs. I'm so delighted to hear that so many are also uh, subscribing to this program through the podcast. And go ahead and share it with friends and family. What a great opportunity that all of us have to just simply have dialogue, to take our difficult questions to the Word of God. Having said that, let me get right now to some questions that have been emailed to me. Martin emails me through askjjj.com. He says, Dr. Johnston, was Charles Darwin's confession of Jesus on his deathbed true? I can tell you that this is false, Martin. In fact, I have written about this extensively about Charles Darwin in part two of my book, Unimaginable, What the World Would Be Like Without Christianity. But there's no credible evidence that Charles Darwin came to Christ on his deathbed. So again, as Christians, as good, clear thinkers, as critical thinkers, we always want to make sure we stay within the parameters of the evidence. We don't go further than what the evidence will tell us, and we don't need it either way. Either way, we don't need it. Whether Charles Darwin was a Christian or not, I certainly hope and pray everyone becomes a Christian uh, before they take their final breath here on earth. Uh, Christianity is strong. Christianity is powerful. The truth of the resurrection, I think, is the greatest evidence from the ancient world. And so let that encourage you. But no, uh, I've seen no compelling evidence uh, that would lead me to believe Charles Darwin became a Christian on his deathbed. I get an email here now from Brian Jenkins. Brian, thanks so much for your email. He says, hello, I'm going to teach a two-hour class to our youth at our Methodist church at the end of this month. Is the topic of mental illness and suicide still your most frequently asked topic? Also, do you have any pithy advice on what and how to address this issue to 13 to 17-year-olds? Thank you, and God bless. Well, God bless you too, Brian. only have a few seconds left to answer this question, uh, but let me just tell you yes to answer your question. It is still, by a long shot, the most frequently asked question that I receive from Christians that I'm asked in my live events or texted or those of you that listen to this program, suicide and mental health, definitely my number one question. I am delighted, Brian, that you're going to be taking 13 to 17-year-olds through this difficult issue. My pithy advice, I don't know if it's pithy, my advice to you is simply be transparent, be open, give them permission to talk about it. Suicide is one of the leading causes of death among our teenagers, very unfortunately. And so often young people take their life when they feel as if there's no way out or they feel that they don't have an identity apart from some perhaps decision they made or mistake that they feel that they've made in the past. And second thing I would encourage any of you to do who talk about suicide and mental health. Yes, we want to talk about how difficult and challenging it is, but we want to balance it with talking to every single person um, about their identity in Jesus Christ. You are the crown of God's creation. You were made in the image of God. You were so special. God became you. He became a human uh, in human flesh. He took on human flesh. So much more I can answer for that. But Brian, go ahead and check out our resources at ChristianThinkers.com. This has been another exciting episode of the Jeremiah Johnston Show. Friends, thank you so much for joining us. And go ahead and check out some of our past episodes on the podcast or over at Faith Radio's website. God bless you. Make it a great week. And don't ever forget... God can answer those difficult questions if we take them to his word.
Hi, I'm Jeremiah Johnston. Thanks for listening to the podcast from The Jeremiah Johnston Show. I definitely want to hear from you, so if you have a follow-up question from today's program, you can submit it to me at www.askjjj.com. You'll also see how you can connect with us from there across social media. And don't forget, these conversations are available because of listener support. And you can make a gift right now to the Faith Radio Network at www.myfaithradio.com. And to avoid missing future editions of The Jeremiah Johnston Show, please subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. You can do a Google Play, RSS feed. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and growing the impact of the program.